and welcome back to Dr. Quackers, and today we're reviewing Merlin, a TV miniseries put together into a feature-length movie. It's a long movie, to be honest, clocking in at three hours, and as somebody who has sat through very long movies, like Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, The Godfather Films, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I, I it's still long. It feels long. Um, the, the pacing of this movie is not as good as Lord of the Rings, so... I felt those three hours longer than, you know, most other times I have watching other long movies. I used to watch this movie a lot when I was a kid. I loved the Arthurian tales as a kid. I loved them. I've talked about that before in my review of Sword in the Stone. And I haven't seen this movie in a long time. So I kind of felt like I was watching this movie for the first time again. It was kind of nice. It's a nice little moment reliving some childhood memories. Um, so, yeah. Uh, now, unlike most stories of the legends, this story follows Merlin, obviously. I think being the clear inspiration for the Merlin British show we got later. Uh, Merlin is the most world's most famous wizard, besides Gandalf and Harry Potter. Uh, but he was first, so without Merlin, uh, we won't really have the modern wizard in terms of fictional work. Uh, this movie is really cheesy. Uh, not only is it a fantasy movie from the 90s, it's also made for TV, which doesn't normally have great have a great reputation. Now, I think this movie is better than a lot of other made-for-TV movies, uh, but, it, but it shows it's ugly ahead of times, uh, especially with the special effects and the budget of the movie. Now, I can be very forgiving of older movies' special effects because some of them were cutting edge at the time, but time and advancements in special effects have made it look like absolute dog shit. <laughs> so, I don't like to always ha hamper on like old special effects because the quality of the movie would be great, and at the time it was great, but... Um, However, this movie looks horrible even for the standards in 1998. Movies like Blade, The Mask of Zorro, Armageddon, which all came out in the same year, looked much better than this movie. I was I thought this movie was older. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was like maybe early 90s at the at the earliest, not almost, you know, 2000. But like I said, it's made for TV. And I don't know. When I look at the special effects of the three movies I just listed, I'm like, there's no fucking way this was made at the same year. So... Yeah, I, I am critiquing a little bit on the special effects because I can look at the other things at the time and be like, whoa, this is not cutting edge. This is a reverse. It, it has evolved backwards. Um, so, yeah. This movie follows the life of Merlin starting from his birth to his old age. The biggest problem with the story of this movie is, like I said earlier, the pace. Some parts which should slow down to build character development and other parts which you want to speed up just linger a little too long. I think they spend too little time with Merlin and Nimue, especially in the beginning of the movie. The movie's climax is centered around their love story, and it kind of falls a little flat due to their relationship being rushed. Instead of just telling, instead they just tell the audience that they loved each other and they were happy together. That's essentially what happens. They're like, "We're together again, and we were happy, and we love each other." They're like, "Well, why don't you just show me that?" Instead of having to just tell me, I, I don't know. The story with King Arthur is also really rushed. I personally don't give a crap about Arthur in the story, which isn't that big a deal, but it is a big part of Merlin's life. So the other really famous character from this is the other really famous character of this movie. So I, you think he would, you know, have a bit more to do with the story. He's he's kind of only in the third quarter, a third third of the end of the movie. So he's just kind of there randomly, and I'm like, oh hey, it's Arthur. Oh Arthur's gone. Okay. Um, also, the villain of this movie is Queen Mab, and she is an old pagan god that created Merlin to bring the people back to the old ways, so that she isn't forgotten and loses her power. 
Lydia Lake also plays a big part of the story, being the sister of Queen Mab and as a friend of Merlin, assisting him along the way in his adventure. Uh, yeah, I liked those elements a lot because I don't think Queen Mab's really used a lot like in any of the Arthurian stories, at least the ones I've seen in the King Arthur movie. Uh, with um, I don't remember the actors, but it was like 2004 it came out. There was like nothing it was much more realistic take on King Arthur. Uh, Sword of the Stone, there's no Queen Mab. Uh, this one does. And I'm trying to think of um, it was that King Arthur movie that came out not that long ago that didn't really have anything to do with Merlin or anything like that. And I don't really remember Queen Mab in the Merlin TV show either. So, yeah, Lady of the Lake always shows up because she's the one that has Excalibur. But, uh, yeah, overall, it's it's an okay story. I don't mind it. I, I, don't, I don't like it as much as I did as a kid. Uh, there is one scene that really caught me off guard that I completely fucking forgot. So there's a character called Frick in this movie, and he's like the assistant of Queen Mab. And he has this ability to shapeshift. He can change his appearance. And there's that one point in this movie when Merlin first meets Queen Mab, he ch- he um changes into a Chinese man. It does a Chinese accent. Now, if he turned into an actual Chinese guy, I don't feel like it would be as big of a deal. But it's the fact that they have Martin Short basically just do yellow face is like, oh, this came out in 1998. You knew better. What are you doing? You know better than that. Now, I'm not going to get all uppity about it and be like, this movie's horrible because of that one scene. I'm just letting you know it's in there. That's essentially what I'm telling you. And it did catch me off guard. I was like, I don't remember that as a kid. (laughs) Shit. But uh, I just figured, I I just thought I should mention it. Uh, The cast actually has a couple known names. Uh, Sam Neill, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, Miranda Richardson, uh, Ruger, Ruger, Hauer. Isabella Rossellini, Martin Short, James Earl Jones, Lena Headley, and Paul Curran. I hadn't watched this movie. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. I hadn't watched it quite some time. Uh, I watched it well before Game of Thrones. So seeing Lena Headley play in this movie was kind of interesting. I guess she's just kind of the standard for any fantasy story where siblings have sex with each other. Uh, yeah, she, she plays Guinevere, uh, King Arthur's wife, the one that leaves with Lancelot. I was kind of like, oh... I didn't know she was in this. It was kind of a nice surprise. I was like, oh, hey, it's Cersei from Game of Thrones. A really young Cersei. Uh, and yeah, I don't know how... Just a weird connection that she's always in something where two siblings have sex. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, Morrigan and King Arthur are the ones that create the <laughs> the boy that kills them. <laughs> the king that kills King Arthur. Um, so, yeah. That, that was something I forgot about, too, that the two siblings... They're half-siblings, but still not okay. Um, they have sex. But, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't remember that in the story. But, um, yeah, it's a magical thing. They didn't know... He didn't know that it was his sister. She knew. She knew. But uh, he didn't. So, uh, yeah. I liked some of the performances. I think the cast is what really uh, steps it up than normally would be. Samuel's a great actor. So is Helen Bottom Carter. Uh, Miranda Richardson plays the uh, Queen Mab and the Lady of the Lake. I prefer her Lady of the Lake over Queen Mab. I just think her voice is kind of car- too cartoony for me. And uh, Rutger Hauer, I really like him. I love him in the movie Lady Hawk. I love that movie. And so seeing him in anything fantasy, I'm like, hey, it's that guy. I like that guy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and, of course, James Earl Jones. He's, uh, he voices the Man in the Mountain. I think that's what, the, that's what his name is. Uh, or the Rock of Time, or whatever you called him. But, uh, yeah, he, he's always great. It's always great hearing him. And then, you know, Lena Headley uh, shines very much as, as um, Guinevere. 
So, yeah, overall, it was kind of fun to go back and see what I used to watch a lot as a kid. And there were some things I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh, I guess this wasn't as good as, as I thought it was. So, overall, I give this a 5 out of 10. I think it's an average fantasy story. If you're looking for, if you love Merlin and things like that, I would recommend it to check it out. Maybe you'll enjoy it uh, more than I did as an adult. So, or whoever old you are. But, uh, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I reviewed a bunch of other stuff. So if you go check that out, that's highly appreciated. Also, you should drop a follow and wrap your streaming through. That way, when I post a new review, you get a notification. Also, also, I stream on Twitch. DR underscore Quacker 66. Uh, I don't know if some of y'all are coming over there, but I've been getting a lot more attention on there. So that's pretty neat. I appreciate it. Um, and if you want to get to know me more, you know, recommend movies, talk about movies, or really whatever. You can talk about whatever over there. So that's where you can do it. ER underscore Quaker 66. So thank you, and I hope you have a fantastic day, my friend. Mm-hmm.